So I have many people in my life that are not spiritual, and that's fine. But they're not spiritual because they have been the same as me in a society where spirituality is not exactly indoctrinated, programmed. But here's the kicker. I was so upset with that when I realized, the way I said, I grew up like this, and why don't I know these things? Why don't I teach it? And then I realized it's like we perpetuate what we know. My parents, my caretakers, my teachers, they all loved me. They wanted the best for me, but that's all they knew. So they they did that. So now with a refreshed mind, it's like, wow, we go into it. And now we can help each other. So that's why I wanna, I'm coming from the science, which is what everyone understands and can relate to the research, the studies, what we know about the human brain and the, and the nervous system, the subconscious mind, and then see, okay, well, you've had that experience. Try some meditation. Try some breath work. What comes up for you? And then let's integrate that. Let's, let's break it down and see where it goes. And it's transformational for everyone. Welcome to Unleash Thyself, a podcast where we journey into the depths of personal transformation, spirituality, and growth. And we look to bridge science to spirituality. I am your host, Konstantin Morun, and today I want to bring you a different type of episode. I got to attend PodFest, which is one of the biggest podcasting conferences back in January. And while I was there, OWL, a new application for connecting people, they had set up a booth where they would interview people like myself and other podcasters. And I got a chance to speak with two beautiful ladies, And we had a mini interview. It went on for about 18 minutes or so. And we dived into some really cool topics. It started with, of course, my journey, what brought me here with ayahuasca. But then we delved into the idea of free will, which is a pretty hot topic these days. And you'll see a bit of that. And then, of course, we also talked about the importance of integration. We talked about the importance of our psychology which you may have heard me talk about in the past, which is the importance of your thoughts and beliefs about yourself, about others, and about the world at large. And we covered other subjects as well. So I believe you will enjoy the conversation, and I would love to hear in the comments what you thought. And of course, as always, if you could do me a small favor, please hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and don't be shy. Reach out to me either in the comments, by email, or on our, on our website at unleashthyself.com. Enjoy the conversation and cannot wait to talk to you about it. Unleash thyself. Unleash thyself, yes. Where are you from? I hear that accent. I was born in Eastern Europe, Romania, uh-huh. during the communist time. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So. okay. And now I live in Canada and uh-huh. I have a podcast and I work in the tech world and I went on a journey, ayahuasca you, journey like you, you did. You did ayahuasca too. That's why I'm here actually. All right. But yeah, I'm I mean, wait to hear. Okay, first of all, tell me about this tree on your, your shirt. Yes. Well, so I'm a math geek. I went to math. I mean, like, that's my degree. In, and this is all full of sacred geometry, which is all around us in the world. So my vision was that if I look at the tree of life, it's the essence of life, the essence of all of us. And I wanted a, a symbol that represents not just growth, but transformation and perpetual learning. Because when I started this, it was all about me improving as a person and growing as a person, unleashing myself, and then unleash or helping others unleash along the journey. Love that. And, and when, when, was it, when was the first time you said, I mean, you felt your passion and you're going in that direction? That's a great question, Rebecca. And I've been in that area all my life doing something that I was passionate about, but then I had to follow in the footsteps of what everyone else thought was best for me. My parents, society, culture, school, mentors. And I've always been someone, I'm like, okay, 
I'll listen. I'll go in this path until I made a decision to, you know what, listen to my voice and follow my heart. And that's really when, this was about two years ago now, but that's when it all started. And that's why I'm here today. So you, you did your ayahuasca experience three years ago? Uh, no, it was actually April of 2022, so almost two years. Okay, so two years. Do you agree with me that it sort of like comes out gradually, that something new, that you're enlightened all the time from that experience every day? Yes and no, and I'll, I'll explain. So yes, for sure, in the sense that the integration component of any type of work, doesn't mean if it's plant medicine, it could be therapy, it could be anything that you do in life, the integration component is the most important and the, the least talked about aspect of it. Integration meaning taking the lessons you've learned, being able to see with them, reflect, allow the emotions to show up. And as a man growing up in Eastern Europe, I'm telling you, I'm an emotional guy, but I cannot show emotion. Or I couldn't show emotions. Right. So I had to learn that. And yes, it took a while for me to unpack all of that. In fact, I was talking, I, you're talking about depression and whatnot. I've suffered from depression all my life. Mm-hmm. Coming back from ayahuasca, because I didn't necessarily have a good plan on how to integrate, yes. it sent me for my darkest period. It like it sends you to your I've heard yes. that. I've heard yeah. you, but, so but six, I didn't hear that. What did you say? It ascends you to? It sends you. Well, it, I mean, it, it, let's actually, let me, let me take a step back. So I went and did the trip, which was amazing. I, I had five ceremonies, two different plant medicines. Wow. Over 12 days, I met some incredible people, saw some amazing transformations. Mine was one of them. But when I came back, I was in that honeymoon period for, let's say, a few days to a few weeks. But then reality kicked in, which is I now have a new perspective, but no one else does. And because I sat with those emotions that were packed in there, I'm 40 right now, so I was 38 when I went. There was so much packed up in 38 years of trauma and emotions and whatnot that they all came up. It's not that ayahuasca compiled my depression and whatnot, but it actually opened up so many things that I had to deal with and work through myself. And that's what... Because emotions buried alive are still alive. Oh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, well said. Until you deal with them one-on-one, they're not gone. Yeah, that was hard for me because I, I, I had no one in my life that was like, oh, you got to deal with your emotions as a man or as even as a human being, right? I, I didn't see any examples in my life. And everyone was like putting in the mask of like, I'm strong, I, you know, everything is good. And I have been blessed with a pretty successful life, especially in my 30s, right? I work in the corporate world. I have a senior role. I have a good family life. I have the American dream. Yet I wasn't happy. Yet I wasn't finding joy, fulfillment, any of it. And really what it came down to was, wait, A, understand who I am, doing the self-discovery, going deep, and allowing myself to feel the emotions and work through that. And it took me a whole six months. In fact, I've never been suicidal in my life except for that period because I was like, this is too hard. This is like, what am I doing? And, well, fortunately, I didn't do anything with that. And I pulled myself out. And the podcast came as a result of, let's call it my healing journey and my growth journey. Amen, brother. I, and I'm glad you told me that about the integration. Um, I have other friends that have experienced the same thing. They made it through, and when they made it through the other side, they were much better. I did not have that. I never went down after I went up. But I have known people to do that with a lot of trauma in their past. Well, there were about 40 people that I met over the 12 days. Mm-hmm. And I, I am really good friends with at least, I want to say, 15 of them. And probably 14 out of the 15 had some sort of difficulty and some are still going through it two years later because there was not enough emphasis on the on the integration and I would I mean we're talking about plant medicines here natural plant medicine one coming out of the retreat 
I thought this was the answer for everyone, and I was heavily mistaken because it's not. And nothing is for everyone, right? Like, you know, what works for me might not work yeah. for you and vice versa. And especially with the plant medicine, I mean, I went to my doctor before going there. I got all the checks. I, you know, I was cleared for it. But your doctor and people don't generally know how to deal with the integration. In they fact, don't know how to do the integration. That, that's an important thing that you, yes, that's very exactly. important. Exactly. And I mean, my, like, yeah, we used to go to therapy and whatnot. Even when you do therapy, they, they're not always trained or specialized yes, in integration. And yeah. the shamans, uh, you were talking about shamans earlier, they made it clear that the real work is not during the tough ceremonies. The real work starts after, after. when you have to integrate. Right. And, now, when you say integration, because this, also, yeah. what does that mean? Does that mean integrate your, your after ayahuasca life to the present life? Is that what that means? That's the great question, Rebecca. That's, that, that's one part of it. So the way I see it is that let's take a, an example that anyone can relate to. Let's say you go to work and you're going to have a tough conversation with your boss. Some emotions are going to come up because the environment influenced your thoughts and beliefs and emotions came up and, you know, certain things happened. What most people do, and I'm, I used to be one of those people, I would go home, I would get angry at, let's say, my boss because he didn't give me a great review and I would internalize that, but I wouldn't necessarily do anything with it. The integration for me is the idea that you reflect back on what has happened what lessons you can glean from it and see how you can apply them to your life should you choose to apply them to your life. Because you can be like, no, you know what? I'm fine. I, I took the lesson. Exactly. respond the way you used to respond, but your newly programmed brain wants you to respond differently, and yet you still have those emotions coming through. So what do you do with them? And, and who is there to guide you and talk to you about, what, about these emotions that are coming through? And that, that's important. Exactly. And what, so what I come in right now, what I do... In my personal life, helping people beyond my corporate job is I, I want to find a way, or not rather, I wanted to find a way to bridge the science side of it, so psychology and my math background and all of that, with a spirituality. And how do you find a bridge there where you're like, okay, you talked about breathwork earlier. For example, both Jonathan and I did a breathwork experience, no medicine, no nothing, a few days ago. It was as powerful as my medicine that. journey. Right? But again, there is integration components to it. So, for example, what I have invested a ton of time and money and and, and resources in is upskilling myself in understanding the psychology and how our human body actually works based on what we know. And then seeing how we can bridge that with spirituality because you you can start seeing many connections. So I have many people in my life that are not spiritual, and that's fine. But they're not spiritual because they have been the same as me. In a society where spirituality is not exactly programmed, indoctrinated, programmed. But here's the kicker. I was so upset with that when I realized, the way I said, I grew up like this, and why don't I know these things? Why don't I teach it? And then I realized it's like we perpetuate what we know. My parents, my caretakers, my teachers, they all loved me. They wanted the best for me, but that's all they knew. So they they did that. So now with a refreshed mind, it's like, wow, we go into it. And now we can help each other. So that's why I wanna, I'm coming from the science, which is what everyone understands and can relate to the research, the studies, what we know about the human brain and the, and the nervous system, the subconscious mind, and then see, okay, well, you've had that experience. Try some meditation. Try some breath work. What comes up for you? And then let's integrate that. Let's, let's break it down and see where it goes. And it's transformational for everyone I've been able to fortunately So would you touch. say that your podcast is, is an integration help to help people integrate 
part of it. So my podcast, it's been out for about eight months. It, it shifted the direction a couple of times. I released two episodes a week. And one of them is me taking a, uh, a subject and breaking down the science and breaking down into it, like limiting beliefs and overcoming procrastinations, things of that nature from a science point of view. And then I also have interviews with people that are either, let's say, doctors, like actual MDs, yeah. and seeing their perspective on the human body, and then spirituality. So well, what does an alternative healer believe? Like, what's going on? And then providing all perspectives so you can open up the mind. With the audience. And people are starting to open up, you know. My family oh, comes, I come, my family is very religious, and any time I said anything weirdly spiritual to them, like I'm going to do ayahuasca, they freaked out. Well, that's why you don't tell them. Well, and now, though, they, but I wanted their input because they're so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but now they've seen how different I am, and they are believers because they saw the change just like that. Wow. I have, I have two things to say to both of you. Put your seatbelts on. Seatbelts, helmets. So this is what I practice. I, I, my second book is called Program for Unhappiness, and I'm up to 54 program behaviors. So one of the program behaviors that subtracts is labeling anything. I don't use labels, and that includes I don't label my emotions. How does anybody know what sad feels like? How does anybody know what lonely feels like? That's a program. This is my practice. And so what, what, what I say is I'm human, and being human, just like the tides, moon, tide, moon tides go in and out, I feel, period. I'm feeling, period. I don't add a story to it. I don't attach a story to it. I'm just feeling, and I accept whatever I'm feeling. Number two, I've got a, uh, the, there is a, do you know Dr. Robert Sapolsky? He's from Stanford. He, he just, do you know who he is? Yes, I've known him. Okay. He just finished a latest book about, he proves scientifically why people don't have free will. It's really interesting. And, and there's a couple that of I debates. disagree with, but yes. Yeah, I understand. But, but he's debated people, but I just, I understand. Yeah, I yeah. in the book, but. Okay, I guess, I mean, I can touch on both of those points. Yes. I, I would love, I, let's start with the second one with free will. So here's how I see free will, and I would love to read that book and then maybe talk to him. When it come, I, I thought all my life I don't necessarily have free will, but if you think about it, let's say, we'll look at the spirituality first. I, I was a big believer in the fact that everything happens for a reason and a purpose. There's a spiritual reason and a purpose. And then the argument is, okay, so if there's a reason for absolutely everything that happens, then where is your free will? Here's where I, come, where, where I come in, where my thoughts come in. Let's say I was meant to be here with you today and have this conversation at this time. That's the truth. That's the right? truth. Because I'm here. But I had the choice to be like, do I want to step up to the microphone or not? Mm. That's my belief because I came in. It wasn't predestined. But let's, let's take it a step further. The, the topics we talk about, do we not have a choice over those? The topics that we talk about, do we not have a choice on them? Listen, I'm, I'm, I do not believe we have free will. I believe really? it's a destiny. I would love to have you on the podcast yeah, and we'll yeah, have a we'll it out. I feel like I have free will. Did Jesus have a choice? Extent. I always have a choice. No. Like, I'll give you an, okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I, I'm not an expert on the subject, so I'm not going to. Yeah, it, it, it's just, yeah, but yeah, I just, if, if I had, anyway, I just trust that that. That my destiny is is part of my purpose, 
Sure. And I am surrendering to this ride. I'm, I'm on this journey with my hands off of the steering wheel. Oh, no. no, no, I am. I'm put your hands no, on the steering no, no, wheel. No, you, you can, the gas pedal. You, can, you <laughs> no. can put your hands on the steering wheel. My hands are off no. the steering wheel. You're just going to float. You're going to float and land wherever you land. Oh, you mean an ayahuasca? No, 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 no. Just in life, I guess. No, I, I mean, I love both of the takes because you're, I, mean, I think both of you are right in different ways. Meaning that in your case, it's like if you get to a point where you can actually discern what your path is, exactly what your path is, then you can take your hands off and say, I'm going to be guided. But I'll give you an example from my life. I have taken many left turns when I was supposed to take a right turn because I was in my head more than I was in my heart and allowing the guidance to come through. And that's what I believe the free will comes in is we get the guidance and then we have a choice. Do we follow the guidance or do we not follow the guidance? In your example, I would, my opinion is that you're following the guidance. You've tuned in so well Always. that you can follow it. But I can tell you from experience, I'm not. I'll give you an example. Over Christmas, there was a couch on Facebook Marketplace I really wanted to buy for my partner. And I got this intuition, gut feeling, even a voice in my gut saying, you probably should check this. It looks like a, looks like a scam. Sure enough, I look at the person. They have three items for sale in three different states. Looks like an okay profile. Again, have the message. Don't, don't do anything with this. Was, was right. But then my brain was like, no, I want to gift this to her, so I'm going to send a deposit. And I did. And then, of course, as soon as I sent it, again, it came in. It's like, well, this is going to be a lesson. You're going to go with it. And sure enough, it was a scam. I lost the money. But I looked at it as not something that happened to me, something that happened for me. Exactly. Part of, part of that had to happen for you to get that lesson. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. But I, about the journey. Isn't it interesting how we're all so different? And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. I do not need to be right at all. And whatever, whatever's bringing you peace is great. I mean, I stand up, standing ovation. You too. It's already such a Me too. Again, it's just the we, journey. Right? We are all as different as our fingerprints. Exactly, exactly. And you talked about the emotion. I want to touch back on that really quick. So here's what I found in my life and in my research. There are five things that we can look at. So there's the environment. I'm going to mention all five, and then I'll, I'll kind of come back to, this, to the point here. So there's environment, which essentially everything that's around us, right? What It influences us, right? It has an impact on us. Mm-hmm. What does it impact first? It's our thoughts and beliefs. So, for example, we have the conversation. Now I'll walk off, and I might have a thought, wow, I missed talking about this or I wasn't clear enough that's a thought or it could be a belief that's going to trigger an emotion it's going to trigger a feeling so in that case if I'm beating myself I'm like oh, I didn't do good enough it's going to create a feeling of not being good enough maybe self-doubt right. maybe something creeps in that's going to make me feel a certain way without labeling it and that's going to perpetuate the cycle right now I'm going to have other thoughts and beliefs your belief system but then what happens after you have so you have your your thoughts and beliefs that trigger the emotions and feelings and then from there, your actions are impacted. So now I'm going to walk away. I'm probably going to have, I'm not going to be as happy. I'm not going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to miss someone. I'm not going to be my authentic self. It's going to impact what? The results I get. So the result may be the connection, the conversation, any of it. So if we want better results, then let's go up the chain. What do I have control over, at least in my opinion, fully control over? It is the thoughts and beliefs. You can't control your environment, emotions. When I was depressed and suicidal, as much as I wanted to feel better, I couldn't, which meant my actions couldn't be better, and then my results couldn't be. So I always come back to thoughts and beliefs. And it's thoughts and beliefs about you, yourself, those around you, so about the two of you in this case and anyone else, and then the world, 
right? So if I watch negative news all the time, how is that going to impact my life? Anyway. Yes, you got it. Are you familiar with the work of Byron Katie? Yes. And she asked those four questions. The first one, the thoughts and the stories. Number one, is it true? No. Exactly. Are you sure that it's true? No. Right. I would, yeah, so. Love that. I, the thoughts, in there, I'm not responsible for my thoughts or my stories. They just come as part of being a programmed human. So what I do is I witness. I don't identify with any thoughts or any stories. I, ident- I put them on a stage. And that's your free will right there. That is exactly your free will. Uh, you know, I, I love both of you, but I love both of you. But no, our time no is up. Will. <laughs> time is up. Thank you for being with us. You did a great job. And you know what? You got it. You got it. Oh, uh, introduce yourself again and tell the audience where they can find you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Constantine Maroon, Unleash Thyself is the podcast, and you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me at unleashthyself.com, or you can find the podcast on YouTube at Unleash Thyself or any podcasting platform. It was a pleasure meeting Thanks you. So a pleasure.